Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, August 27th. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us here as always, we got Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max. Got new headphones today, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Last but not least. Double ears there, Leo. Making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Really appreciate you all joining us today, whether you're catching this live on YouTube or listening later to the podcast. Thank you so much. This one's obviously going to be a little bit different. Um, the NBA players made a very loud statement on Wednesday. Three NBA playoff games were postponed after players staged a walkout in protest over the shooting of Jacob Blake by police officers in Wisconsin. And just to try and put the focus back on social justice, specifically police and systemic racism, the Milwaukee Bucks players led the way. I think that's safe to say. And later, standing together outside their locker room, they read this statement. Um, which had specific demands, and I just wanted to uh, really point those out. They said, quote, We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin State Legislature to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3rd. It's worth noting that the Bucks players had the full backing of team ownership, the Players Association, the NBA Coaches Association, and the referees. And not long after, other sports leagues followed suit. WNBA, MLB, MLS players, they elected to not play in last night's games and matches. Then, later on Wednesday, Wednesday night, NBA players and coaches, still inside the bubble, they held a meeting to discuss what will come next and whether the season will even resume. The meeting lasted about three hours by all reports. It ended ugly, according to Shams. Uh, LeBron said he wanted more action from owners on racial justice matters and was among those who walked out. Um, and it sounds as though the Lakers and Clippers, you know, they were ready to maybe end this and pack their bags and go home. Here's where we're at right now. The NBA's Board of Governors and the players still inside the NBA's bubble, they're each going to have their own meetings today at 11 a.m. Eastern, so about 45 minutes from now when we're recording this. And uh, they both are going to try and figure out how to proceed. Obviously, a pretty historic day uh, in the NBA and really across all sports. So, yeah, sorry, we're not breaking down the Celtics-Raptors second-round series here today. There's uh, things a little bit more important than that. But uh, I'll open it up to you guys, Tass, uh, you know, what was your reaction to yesterday and, and where we go from here? A walkout is very patriotic. I am just very, very proud of the Milwaukee Bucks stepping up and doing this right off the bat uh, when sort of no one really expected it. people were talking about Thursday and, and the Celtics and the Raptors doing that uh, before their second round game and yesterday I, I questioned whether or not the Celtics and the Raps walking away from a game would really resonate would really change anything in this world but you can see the momentum that happened I thought it would sort of be an isolated game but WNBA shuts down MLB teams don't play. MLS teams don't play. Naomi Osaka of tennis pulls out of her game. The NBA referees are protesting this morning. They're walking around Disney, which is a, a kind of a funny sight. Let's be honest. They're walking around the, the Disney resort uh, with their coffees in hand, but they are protesting. Everybody from all corners of the country, from my perspective, should be protesting. And that's what makes it strong. And that's what can create change. Has anything changed as of yet? Absolutely not. Um, people are just gaining more and more awareness. And as you said about the legislature in Wisconsin, 
There has been a package that was introduced a couple months ago, which often happens in legislature. It just sits there and no one approves it. But that included some police reform, according to Ramona Shelburne and Wisconsin governor saying, hey, let's get back there to vote on it because it's it's a scary time. And I don't want to instill fear in people because that's what's happening in this country. But this is about Jacob Blake in this instance, uh, a man in Wisconsin who was shot in the back and uh, somebody comes from another state, a 17-year-old comes in and kills two protesters and, and injures another, and that person is celebrated. So some people are celebrating uh, a murderer. Some people uh, look at Jacob Blake as, as somebody who should not be celebrated, not be lauded, or, or not be, um, I guess, backed. Uh, so we're such a divided country right now. And, and I think at this point, uh, the players are trying to speak for so many out there and it needed to be done, but it can't stop with just these players. And and I'm really looking forward to the board of governors meeting. That's going to be happening in in 45 minutes and whether or not there will be tangible actions made about police brutality in this country. That's what it comes down to all, all of the, the the superfluous stuff, all the, the the stuff talk the talk around it. It all comes back to, police being able to get away with whatever they want. Uh, And it's a country, as I brought up about the Jacob Blake and people celebrating uh, that young 17-year-old who came in with an AR-15 and and shot a couple of protesters. Now there's a video out there about federal authorities going out to the streets of Kenosha, Washington, or Kenosha, Wisconsin, like they did in Portland, Oregon, where they're just grabbing people off the streets because they're protesting. I just I'm tying those together because is that a country you want to live in? It's it's a it's just a, a point where we're sort of we're slipping and we're sliding here. And uh, I'm 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 proud of the players. And uh, I hope this this continues, not just talks, but some action has to be done. Uh, and so um, I, I, I we're here at late August. We got down here. Uh, and I'm saying we as a, as a league here a couple months ago and nothing has changed as far as actual policy and there has been you know some small things but things have to change and and hopefully this is this is the start again of things changing right i mean yes they've had the statements it's on the floor there's the jerseys there's the tweets there's the videos but at some point did it stop getting people's attention and that maybe this will get everyone's attention maybe it won't but trey why wouldn't you try right i think that's that's what my sort of takeaway why wouldn't you try because like many of us i think um, these players are trying to figure out what is the most effective way to affect actual change here. And so if that worked for a second and now it no longer does, well, then what's the next step? And then what's the next step? And what's the next step? But uh, what was your takeaway from yesterday? Yeah, George Hill had said previously that there's nothing we can do in the bubble. We shouldn't have even come down here. But that was apparently raw emotion because they did a little bit more thinking, a little bit more talking, and then George Hill led the charge for the Bucks to strike uh, for Game 5 against the Magic. Uh, you know, the league is getting a little bit of credit for this, the NBA, for hopping in and saying that they were going to be postponing the games, but this is 100% a player-led uh, action here, and it's the loudest action they could possibly make. They're, like you're saying, they knew that there wasn't a lot that they would be able to physically do from the bubble and wearing t-shirts, putting uh, names on the back of jerseys, putting Black Lives Matter on the court. It can only take you so far. It was a big story for maybe the first week of the bubble and then people have moved on. Uh, If you want to be loud, if you want to unify and use your platform, this is a great way to do it. You know, the NBA players right now are probably the most visible, most skilled black men in the world. 
considering there's not a lot of entertainment going on. People are, aren't out on tours or on red carpets. So NBA players have an incredibly loud voice and they're once again figuring out how to use it. And, you know, people are saying, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? The first part of the plan was raising awareness with uh, shirts and all of the messaging, and that didn't go far enough. So the second part of the plan is striking to show people that we're serious, that there are things more important about basketball that need to change, and now they're going to figure out the rest of the plan. The first part of it apparently is going to be uh, trying to get the legislator back uh, to vote on these reform bills. For the record, I don't think police reform actually works. These are fine things to add, but there are more drastic steps that need to be taken to dismantle the police uh, forces in our country because they've been trying to reform police since police started. So I don't know how it's going to work now, but um, at least they're trying something and at least people are talking again. It went from one game to suddenly three games to who knows what's going to happen today. Mm-hmm. All of these other sports are following the lead just as they have done in the past. Yeah, again, we're waiting on these two meetings, and uh, we might jump back on later today, tonight, uh, when we have a clearer picture of what happens in these meetings, if anything does, the Board of Governors and then the players again. Um, I would guess we're not seeing any more basketball today again, Lili. Um, I think uh, I don't think I'm, uh, that's, a, that's a stretch. I'm, I'm not reporting it by any means, but I don't think we're going to see the teams that were scheduled to play today be playing at all as well. No, I think that's true. I think uh, probably for the, through the weekend as well, but who knows? We'll wait and find out. Yeah. Um, but what I really respect and admire about LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks and, and all the teams down there is they have something to play for right now. There's a championship back on the line. And LeBron James, you know, we, we talk a lot about legacy and championships and things like that. And Giannis was just awarded Defensive Player of the Year and maybe MVP as well. They've got a lot here in terms of their their professional career that they could be playing for but right now instead of chasing that dream they feel there is something a bigger message to send and I think that takes uh, that that that's why I admire these guys because they aren't just talking about it they're trying to be about it they're trying to actually take some action that could potentially change things around and I think that's it because the messaging is right like we, when the first messaging came out it's like oh look at the court Black Lives Matter now it just kind of blends into the games that we watch so the next step is for these players to actually say you know what I'm going to put the basketball down here and try to do something that helps a lot more people who are uh, maligned and suffer at the hands of police brutality that, that just goes unnoticed because these things that we've seen going back to George Floyd and others, of course, if there wasn't video of those things, they would just be written off as, as deaths in custody and that's it. No one would really know too much about it. It's by seeing these videos and seeing the footage of just how awful and just how uh, vile the, uh, the police are treating largely black men and women it brings a lot more uh, realism to it. And I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what's significant here is that these incidences have been going on forever. Just so many of them don't get seen and don't get video footage, so police get away with it. And so I think when you see incidents like the one with Jacob Blake, the policemen that shoot him do so knowing that there's very little repercussions that have happened in the past. So why would they start happening? And I think a step like this from the NBA to say, you know, we all love basketball, and, and for us, we make our living off basketball. But it's so much more important that people can go about their lives without having to worry about being shot for relatively minor incidents. And and I think as a white person myself, I I, I believe that I define white privilege. I've grown up in a life where I've been able to travel around the world. I've been able to go and rent apartments. I get a job without any problems. I can travel late at night on 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 public transport. And I never, ever have to fear 
that police might just shoot me for doing mundane activities. But for a lot of black people, especially in this country, they live with that uh, fear every day that they could just get shot um, and murdered for really no reason. And, and Robert Horry, the uh, former Laker great, he had a, a really emotional piece last night. And, um, and he was talking about his kids and saying, you know, when the police are out there, like it, it was actually really disturbing for me to watch because he was basically saying lie down if you have to let them kick you and beat you as long as they don't shoot you things Mm -hmm. will be okay and that to me like i just couldn't sort of hold it in any longer because it's like he's saying to his kids basically it's okay if you get beaten up by the police just don't get shot by them and that to me i mean is just incredible that that's the sort of bar that he has to uh put to his kids to say you know put up with that that's okay uh, rather than, you know, I'd rather that and I'd rather you go to hospital than than, uh, than me have to bury you. And, and I think that's just incredible that that's the life that he has to leave or that he has to sort of tell his kids that it's okay with because that is not acceptable at all. And uh, it's just, again, as a white person, I have never had to suffer or fear like so many black men and women and people of color around the world. And uh, to sort of see things like this happen now where the players are prepared to actually put their careers and their their legacies on the line really to me shows just how important it is that this issue gets dealt with immediately Mm -hmm. yeah again reportedly lebron wants to put pressure on the owners to use their wealth and their political influence to ensure some changes here in favor of social justice and i think what you see immediately is well, what are the owners going to do? That's what you see. That's the blowback. Well, what, what, what is this even doing? And then what are the owners going to do? That is so weird to me because these owners, they twist arms. They make deals to get arenas built. These are billionaires, okay? Often with taxpayer money, by the way, to public get these money, arenas Public built. money, for public sure. Public money. How, why is it that far-fetched to believe they can't use influence on other things, on social issues, issues such as police reform, like specific specific things, or you know whatever tangible things, that's totally reasonable to me. I, it really is. So I hope, you know, again, this league has been pretty uh, pretty impressive in terms of the players' association and the league itself in solidarity for a good chunk of this. I will say Th- that needs to continue, but they they can't it can't just be a Twitter statement a- anymore. I mean, that's great, awesome. You stand with them. You're, you're with them. You're in their corner. Now what? Now, now use that wealth, use that really that influence, um, that power that you have to do, to do something. And I think that's, a, I mean, I'm praying that's what comes out of, of the, both of these meetings, of course, today. And, there's, and there is something moving forward. Again, we will see. I um, saw the stat that there are 22 billionaires who own at least 20% of an NBA team. Money talks. There is a family that owns an NBA team that is part of the presidential cabinet. There are team owners who are chummy with Jared Kushner. Adam Silver is chummy with Jared Kushner. There are people who can put pressure Mm -hmm. on the people in power to actually make changes, and they need to do it. I agree with that. Sorry, I I would think this this Board of Governors meeting, it sure feels like is somewhat unprecedented uh, stemming from something that the players are are asking for this this walkout was unprecedented and 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 now because of as a result of it these board of governors are meeting so yeah ideally something unprecedented comes out of that in, in that they do pressure their local governments their state governments and we see at least people come to the table to discuss these issues uh, but uh, how long do the players have to sit out for that are there is there just going to be more legislature more bills that are presented as potential, whether whether it be police reform 
uh, or, or whatever it is, those things won't get signed for months. I just wonder how long this goes. But at the same time, the last thing where the Board of Governors met in sort of an emergency mode, I, I suppose, was the Donald Sterling incident. Uh, and unless I'm missing something in between, this feels is it definitely feels like the players are doing something that hasn't resulted in anything concrete, no doubt. But the meeting feels, I mean, you guys tell me, it does does feel uh, like it is something that's happening for the first time. Yeah, again, I think we just have to wait and see what, what comes out of this meeting. Right. I mean, this is, this is wild. I tweeted this a month ago, um, a month and a day ago, and I wrote, I just said, serious question. I was linking to an athletic article about LeBron being upset um, of, of the cops not being arrested in the killing of Breonna Taylor. But I said, quote, what would happen if LeBron flat out refused to play hoops until they arrested the cops who killed Breonna Taylor? I was just asking, I was curious, what would the Lakers do? How many players would join in the protest? What would Adam Silver say? And, uh, you know, again, now flash forward a month from that. This is sort of where we're at here. Um, this is what it feels like, especially after what we got the news from last night with LeBron really being very adamant that things need to happen. The owners and Silver need to do something here. Um, and, and we might find out. We might actually get the answers to some of those crazy questions, which I thought were sort of wild at the time, but I was just throwing it out there because like, wow, these, I mean, LeBron of all people in the NBA has the most power. Well, yeah, he does. Fred Van Vliet had said, right, that at some point we have to put our nuts on the line. Yeah. And what LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers did, allegedly, is to me them literally putting their nuts on the line, saying we're ready for this to go as long as it needs to go until there are changes. I don't think it's a shock that it came right before the Board of Governors are going to be having their meeting. It seems like a negotiation tactic saying, yeah, we're, we're in for the long haul. We understand that this is not going to change in the course of 12 hours, uh, but we want to see some sort of action in the course of 12 hours, or you guys are going to be taking a major hit in your pocketbooks, and we know that that's mainly what you care about. Yeah, yeah that, that, that I think is what is significant here, that LeBron has, is going to basically call their bluff today. And he's saying, if you think this is, I'm just here saying this and I'm going to just come back on the court without any real change, that's not going to happen. So he's saying to the owners, these billionaires who have all this money and this power that you say they're skeets, do something with it or else I'll have to do what I can. And LeBron understands he has power, he has leverage because he is still the face of the NBA. And him walking out last night, according to the reports there, I think is him saying... If if you guys think that I'm just doing this for show, then you'll, you'll find out in the next couple of days. Because again, he's got so much at stake in the basketball world right now, you know, to try to win that championship that we always talk about, and he's prepared to sacrifice that. I think that is very very significant. He plays for the Lakers too. This is not when he's on a, on a smaller team like the Cavs. This is a big team. He's putting it out there to say, I'm 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 prepared to uh, give up on this season if that's what it takes, and I think that's right. very very powerful. While we applaud LeBron and the Bucks and all the players, um, let's not forget Kyrie Irving was saying this months ago, um, really to, to to some extent here, and uh, that is I'm not knocking LeBron. I mean LeBron has has changed his tune a little bit, but that's fine. That's human. You can do that. He thought he was saying we can do both. We can play basketball and we can bring awareness to this and try and make change. And now it feels like he's saying, well, that's not working. Maybe I was wrong. And maybe we have to go to the next level here. Yeah, Andre Iguodala too, earlier on Wednesday, he said, quote, when you talk about boycotting a game, everyone's antenna goes up. And it's sad that you have to make threats like that. I wouldn't say threats, but you have to be willing to sacrifice corporate money for people to realize there's a big problem out there. Andre Iguodala knows what's up. He knows the game here, and that's what this is what it is. Let's uh, they don't care about black people's lives being taken from them. 
and they'll care about their money. They might, or we'll find out if they do, and they, they probably will. So I hope they will. If it takes that, Jesus, it's embarrassing, but still, anything to make some change here. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that this is seems seems to be on the players' shoulders and, and only sport athletes' shoulders here in the U.S. Uh, they, and yeah, it, that's very fair. And it's not. But being, they step up every single time. That's the amazing thing is that the players step up every single time, and then the NBA hops in to kind of co-opt mm-hmm. the movement so that they get. Uh, Street cred, basically, for being the woke league. And in honesty, it's 100% the players that are driving this conversation at any point in the movement, right? Because the league was ready to play that playoff game yesterday. They were ready to go five minutes before the tip, and the Bucks said, we're not doing it. So, mm-hmm. major shout-out to the Bucks. That's amazing to put your... To put your money where your mouth is, and to show that you're 100% about it. Yeah, I, I, I never, ever accept anyone talking about the... The NBA, you know, without including the players in this sentence, the players are the league. The league is the players. The, the players make this league happen. The, they are what we watch. They are our entertainment. And yes, uh, the the BRI, the split between the basketball-related income is approximately 50-50. That's the way the money works. But the players make everything go. And they made, the Milwaukee Bucks made that meeting happen with the Attorney General of Wisconsin. When they were in that locker room after saying, hey, we're not playing this game, they got the attorney general, the top cop of their state on the horn, along with the lieutenant governor of their state to try and enforce change, try and try and make change happen in their state. That's who did it. And the commissioner is always going to work for the owners and, and the owners are always going to try to make money. It's the players and the people of this country as an extension uh, that are going to make the change. So they're trying to pull and, and the players have to pull every person from every corner of this country to try and make it happen. And it was it was uh, very, very promising, uh, very pleasing for me to see, uh, you know, a bunch of other athletes, as we said, you know, WNBA, MLB, MLS, uh, joining forces. And, and now the referees and apparently the coaches are, are on a march here if we're, if we're uh, following the YouTube chats correctly, if, if those are, are, are right. But as Chris Weber so eloquently put yesterday on TNT, do not stop. Nobody stop. It may not be able, you may not be able to see something tangible here at the end of the tunnel. You may not be able to see it. Of course, uh, that's, that's the nature of civil rights movements. But do not stop. Everybody cannot stop throughout this country to try and change it. And as I outlined, it's, it's a slippery slope we're on now. It's not just uh, it's not just about one person being shot in Wisconsin. It's yeah, that man Jacob Jacob Blake was shot there. But the names, you know, Philando and Sandra and Trayvon, they don't stop. It does not stop. And and, and either can people in this country. They they cannot stop as well. So yeah, the athletes are putting their necks on the line um, at this moment in this instance, but. It's up to the country. It's up to the country to follow along. And and uh, hopefully this isn't just a story that just fades away with uh, you know a, a headline and then it goes away. But I, I, I'm not sure what you guys think about them at this point, potentially walking out of the bubble and saying goodbye to the rest of the season. Uh, I, it seems like they're in a negotiation phase. Uh, but what do you guys think about them potentially leaving the bubble as a form of protest? That's uh, yeah. That's a that's a very very interesting uh, question because I feel that they've made they've they've played a hand yesterday and they said we are prepared to do this. So I think they need to give 
a little bit of time for things to perhaps change as far as or, or arrest some people and, and show that things are happening. Well, they need and, demand. They need to. They need to make demands and say unless yeah. this, this, and this happen, yes, then we are not playing. But they also then have right? to give that a few days at least oh, yes, to happen. So sure. in, in the in the short term, I believe they can still continue to play, uh, and then if they see those demands being met then perhaps they can continue. If they feel that those demands are being ignored or being blown off or being, you know, mm-hmm. not, not action not being taken, then they can say, we warned you, now we're out and we're done. And don't, don't give so them a So you think sec- they should go back to playing and then walk off again? That doesn't I, make any sense to me. I think it's going to be a, we, we sit until our demands are met yeah. or at least until we have some sort of plan for our demands being met. Uh, going back to playing and then stopping again, that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Well, I think it does because I think they've shown that they are prepared to walk out and they stopped playing yesterday. And so they, they've said, this is basically your first warning. We want to see these demands get met. In the meantime, while, while there's, a, again, a few days, a week or whatever long it takes to show some progress, they can continue to play, showing that we will play if these demands are being met. If they're not being met, then they walk out again. I think it's, I think it's fine to at least say... We, we're not messing around here. We aren't playing. So go out there and get things done. And in the meantime, we'll we'll continue to play otherwise. And then in, in a week's time or so, we'll readdress it. Yeah. I, I mean, look, again, the reports of the Lakers and Clippers were the two teams that, I guess, um, you know, it wasn't an official vote, but they were leaning towards, we're done and this is over and uh, let's get out of here and actually try and make some real change back in our own communities. Whereas it sounds like a lot of the other teams that are still down there um, were in favor of continuing, I guess, to play. Um, I assume still with um, things being met, uh, demands being met. I I assume that. But uh, again, we don't know. And uh, I I think we're going to have some more clarity after these two meetings today. Um, But Trey, okay, so what do you think? I mean, again, we have no idea. But what do you think happens here next after these meetings? Do you think are, are, the, are the chances of us continuing the season high, low? What I mean, again, it's a bit of a guess, but what's your gut say? I mean, who knows? Uh, I would imagine we don't have games today is the only thing that I could really guess with any sort of confidence. It just yeah. doesn't seem like a plan will be able to be put together in the course of, you know, 24 hours from when the strike started to when the next set of games are supposed to start. Um, But I don't know. I feel like it's probably going to be similar to when the restart was first getting going. And, you know, it was kind of like players were making their own decisions about whether or not they felt safe coming to the bubble or whether they would want to uh, devote their time to social justice initiatives. Um, So I would imagine that, you know, some players will want to leave the bubble to go protest. We saw Jalen Brown was tweeting about that. Everybody knows that the Bucks were the first team in the league to to organize a march in Milwaukee. So there are certainly going to be players who are called to protest and called to the streets. So I would imagine that some players will leave the bubble at some point. Um, Surely the governors are going to want to figure out a way to make this happen. So they will hopefully do everything in their power to answer some of the demands that the players make. But uh, the players need to, to get together, which they're surely doing, and figure out what exactly demands they want to make. People are probably still wanting to play to finish out this season no doubt about it but um there are bigger things on their mind it's hard to really to really guess if they're going to want to come back and play when we're just hearing that they don't even know if they want to come back and play they don't know how to compartmentalize this not everybody is able to separate uh what's going on in the streets with what's going on on the basketball court yeah 
And all of these players are going to have a different opinion on what's uh, right or wrong for them and their family and, and, and how they think change can happen. And that's like how it should be. Um, you know, they're obviously a union and there is power and, uh, you know, solidarity, but they're all individuals um, and uh, they're all going to come at it a different way. But it was been, it's been interesting to see the reports of like who spoke in this meeting, right? Um, last night's meeting, at least, Udonis Haslam and Jalen Brown and, uh, you know, the Bucks almost, it sounded like, having to like and I don't I don't think it's fair but almost having to apologize I guess to other teams and maybe the union of like you know you sort of went rogue and we did we could have done this together but you know I I, I quite frankly think that's a little silly and this is like it hits home to the Bucks too not only because Jacob Blake was shot in their own state you know whatever it was 40 miles from Milwaukee um, but this is an organization that has been one that has pushed changed and put actions behind their words they've had former players in John Henson racially profiled current player in Sterling Brown uh beaten and attacked by the police over what was it a parking violation um so you know this obviously it is you know hits home for a lot of these players 80 percent of the league being black but uh yeah uh we'll see we'll see i don't have much more uh, else to add again we might be back later today um i guess the only thing i would say is you were talking about robert horry and um him on uh, spectrum i guess it was in la speaking from the heart and, and i mean it's it's heartbreaking to see and watch chris weber you guys said too in, just incredibly eloquent and breaking down of like and just his energy and his passion to like keep going i thought the entire nba tv crew did an unbelievable job yesterday afternoon when this was all breaking when we not when we saw the game was not going to be happening sam mitchell was preaching on that station and just everybody did an incredible job and then kenny smith last night walking off um you know the set of inside uh on tnt there in solidarity with the players um yeah that's really all i just wanted to add anything to yeah, just to throw in there, I, I know there was some chatter that other teams, and LeBron specifically, his name was thrown out there, uh, were angry with the Milwaukee Bucks for stopping playing, for going, yeah, quote-unquote rogue and saying, right. hey, we're not going to play our game. I just find that hilarious. It, it's, what are we waiting for? What are they waiting for? Are we going to wait for a, a signed agreement here for all of us to start protesting? Do we see what's happening out there? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to just sit around and wait. There's absolutely nothing to wait for. There's people dying from the pandemic. There's a hurricane coming. People who lost their jobs. It's just the schools can't open i just don't understand this uh, yeah we could have made a stronger i guess the argument is we could have made a, a sent a stronger message if it was all whatever 11 teams that are still there you send a message by walking out and they, they sent that message and now things have to happen and uh it's up to everybody out there listening uh, if they want to vote and change things in their own state and their own local governments uh, it's fairly important because there's all those things that I just mentioned about 180,000 people being dead and schools aren't opening and those things aren't on the uh, the agenda of the administration at hand right now they're they're having a party right now so I would uh, look into uh, how you vote at vote.org it's pretty freaking important and so people uh, I, I have no idea how you can be mad at the bucks I don't I, mm. I just have no clue how you can really say that and say hey why don't you send me a note before you decide to be patriotic I, I find that bogus Trey Lee yeah, anything like, else that um like Chris Weber, Weber said uh, everybody always says the vote you got to vote, but you can't just vote and walk away. There's more to do besides just showing up at the ballot box. That's a, an important first step, but there are people 
with a lot of money and money can really make some changes uh, in our country. That seems to be <laughs> the way to make changes. I would also add, uh, listen to the Athletic NBA show yes. with Sam Amick and David Aldridge, some incredible uh, just an incredible piece of work from uh, those guys and hearing David Aldridge speak from his heart, from his experiences is really, really powerful. And I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of things you can read about, a lot of uh, listening you can do, a lot of learning you can do right now. And that's what we should all be doing. And we should all just keep fighting, you know. Um, the protests, uh, the George Floyd protests, were not covered as much as they were uh, back in May, no doubt about it. But this has reignited um, the talk uh, uh, about social justice and racism in our country. So just take the opportunity to continue to educate yourself and do what you can to fight injustice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this uh, is, is all about racism and there's a racist in the White House. Vote him out as, well, as quick as you can. Get rid of him because right now he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's shown that this is not an issue for him. So get rid of the... Uh, Get rid of the fascist in the White House. That's one start. So go to the voting box and vote as best you can and, and make sure your vote counts. All right, let's call it there here today. Uh, again, we might be back later today. Uh, emergency podcast, whatever you want to call it. We'll see what happens after the Board of Governors meeting, after the Players' Second meeting there down in the bubble, and uh, whether the season continues, whether it doesn't. Everybody stay safe. Um, and uh, thanks again for joining us today. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.